When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. Donna and Steve on my talk. 1071. Everything entertainment. Good morning, everybody. Everybody say hey. <laughs> Let's get after it today, okay? First day of February, new month, clean slate. Here we go. Can I tell you, Steve, um, we had sampled a little bit of the trailer for uh, Justin Timberlake's latest movie, Palmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were not down with his accent? You're like, <laughs> me, all right. Yes, me was struggling with the accent. I loved this movie. Mm. I watched it over the weekend. It is precious. I love it. I think he did a great job. I think everybody in the movie did a great job. There's um, a little boy in the movie named, uh, well, his character's name is Sam. And Sam is a little different than other boys. And it's about Justin uh, Timberlake's character, Palmer's relationship with this little boy who turns out to be his neighbor. And his mom takes off. His mom is played by um, the woman in Ted Lasso, the girlfriend. Oh. To the um, Kent guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she has got quite the Southern accent, which is interesting because she's kind of got that real hardcore British accent yeah, in right. Ted Lasso. Which um, is her real accent now. I right. I know. Boy, now I wonder too. Juno Temple is the name of the actress. Okay. Juno I'm Temple. You I like that it. name. Anyway. She's a Brit. She's a Brit. She's a Brit. Okay. Yeah. So she's in this relationship with an abusive boyfriend. She takes off. She's a drug addict. And this little kid who likes to dress up like in uh, princess outfits. He's very drawn to very, um, I guess you could say, um, typically female themed toys and characters. And so this guy just got out of jail. He doesn't know what to do with him. It's so darling. Here's a little bit of, of that. There's things in this world you can be and there's things that you can't. How many boys do you see on that show? None. What does that tell you? That I can be the first. Chick a cheese! Get some treats. Truth is, I haven't felt like I was good at anything until Sam. Shelly came back. Hey! You couldn't stay out of trouble, could you? Abandon that boy. Aw, 
You're just like rooting for these characters. You're rooting yeah, for the little boy. Sweet. You're rooting yeah. for um, Eddie or Palmer, which is JT's character. Um, it just his accent's not bugging me as much the second time around. Maybe maybe I'm just softening toward Justin. Maybe if you just if you saw the whole film, you, right. you just forget about it. But it's sure. forget about it. Um, it's just <laughs> such. It almost has like a Disney feel to it. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. kind of that feel good or like kind of like a Christian kind of film that you see and you're like, oh, and it's it's just nice. It's okay. I, I think it's well, I think it's an important film. I think the cool. feel good aspect. Sorry to interrupt, Steve. I think that's huge. I mean, like I think I've mentioned that to you, Steve, and you guys when we talk about sitcoms today and what they used to be. There was always that in everything that we were like, kind of in our culture when we were. You know, in the past, it seemed like there was this message of positivity or feel good that was engraved in every ending of these things. Yes. And that's kind yeah, of gone right. the wayside with like, you know, violent, a lot of these things that we kind of get caught up in. And I like to see a good feel good story. You know, sometimes we don't all feel good every day in our normal lives. So we need to feel good in something else and watch something else like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it just, it, it's, it's also about like letting kids be who they are. Like just let him be who he is. Yeah. And he'll he'll figure it out. He'll blossom you know, into come a back. perfect person. Yes. No matter and, what. Aw, Grant. Grant. Grant's so sweet. He's just a sweet guy. Thank you. Grant and I just send each other messages at the security desk, and so we have a. <laughs> I get in, and James is like, Grant left a message for you, so you know he gives you all the sweet, Donna. Mm-hmm. We have a very different, much rougher. Yes. Some of our messages are a little uh, off radio topic. Let's just put it that That's way. That's all right. They are. Donna, let <laughs> me right. sneak something in here. All right. I um, am a subscriber to HBO Max as of last night. Yeah. I pulled the trigger. Fifteen dollars later, sixteen oh nine. Actually, I saw on the old bank account. I did it because I wanted to watch that Tiger Woods documentary. Which is great. And so I watched episode one of that. All right, I fell asleep for the last 20 minutes. All right, it was like after midnight. That's right, you finished other stuff. Yeah, I finished other stuff. But uh, it was... It's very well done, This mm-hmm. uh, the first part of this documentary. Now, I know number two is where it really picks up with Rachel Yucatel coming in right at the end of the first episode. Yep. It's a very well-placed tease where she's like, all right, what do we want to talk about? And then, boom, cuts the black. But I tell you what, I did not know. Um, I think very often in sports media, the Tiger Woods narrative, as it plays out on network TV during golfing events, brushed up... Uh, a little bit of rose-colored glasses with Tiger's yes. relationship with his father. They always made it, seem, made it seem very storybook with the two of them, and you just get a little bit of a different color of what that relationship was really like. Some of the hurt that Tiger went through, uh, one time just like broken up and calling his high school girlfriend, just really upset that his father had gone out when they were on a trip together to meet up with some woman, not his mother which apparently, according to this documentary, had happened time and time again to the point of even having an RV just off the driving range at their local course where he would meet up with, as described in the documentary, various blonde women, give them a golfing lesson, and then take them into the RV. And uh, and they, they, they played that up. And, you know, Tiger was a kid when he was, like, realizing that this is what's going on here. And then, you know, it plants a seed for, I suppose, part two of this documentary, The Downfall of Tiger Woods. And how he got caught up in women and multiple and the dissolving of his marriage and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was just a side 
that I never really uh, never really knew about. And then there's a harsh breakup that they go through from his high school years that ended suddenly. That seems to have been really uh, positioned that way by his parents. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting stuff. Some some stuff about his family life that I did not know about. Oh, like, totally, totally. I mean, how could you know though? He spent. Sure. He's like they even said it in that first hour. He spent his his resources trying to cover up a lot of that dark cloud that hung over his father. He wanted to keep that out of the media and himself and himself. And um, I mean, and that's the crazy thing. Like you said, you guys, I mean, there was, if you're really into the golf world, you knew the, the, the background story of how bad it was, but you didn't know, not I take that back. You knew that it was bad, but you didn't know how really bad it was until I saw this documentary. And that point you referenced, Steve, with that the golf pro that was friends of the family that talked about that RV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he talks about that and like, I mean, and he's I'm, broken up about it I, too. I started. I, I'm an emotional person. You guys mm-hmm. know this. And golf is. Ev- I mean, everything in this world has been given to me because of the game of golf. I mm-hmm. look back at that every opportunity I've ever had. So. I watched this, and when I heard him say that, I started crying, guys. I'm not kidding. Aww. I was literally like, can you imagine being a kid and watching your father? Oh, no. And then, it, it was, yeah. Oh, and then you don't know at that point, you know, what does, does my mother know that this is happening? Right, you know, and then what, you, feel, you feel torn because weight. now you, your father has put you in this position where you have to keep this secret. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for a young kid. Well, and one other thing, too, and I know we're up against the clock. I was really... Um, I did not like how Earl Woods, Tiger Woods' father, put such pressure on his kid by openly controlling the media and just telling everyone he is going to change the world. He is going to do this. He's going to be more influential than Gandhi. He was all of these things. And the funny thing is, I was out on the ice with my son over the weekend, and we were uh, just working with a little bit of... We had just gotten a hockey stick in a puck, so we were just introducing him to what it's like playing hockey. And at one point, I said to my wife, boy, he's got some really natural ability out here. And then I, he, I said that with him in range, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I don't want to like say that to like be pushing him or make him think. And I'm thinking that on such an innocuous statement like that. And then I go and watch the Tiger documentary, and his dad's saying he's going to be more influential than Gandhi. He's going to mm-hmm. change the world. He's going to be one of the most important people to ever live. Yeah. And I thought, golly. Couldn't you couldn't pay me? And from day one, he's like a pressure-filled upbringing. I know from the time he was a baby. Yeah, it's not like he became famous and he thought he was going to change. He literally engraved Mm -hmm. that in his head from day one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to take a break. All right, it's uh, really great on HBO Max, the Tiger documentary. If anybody wants my password, let me know. Yep. All right, we'll get on that. When we come back, we've got a study. I'm going to tell you what diet faces because that's a thing. We'll get to that and more coming right up. Hey, we have to say thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast, Steve. I'm glad you brought that up because maybe it's more awkward if I just start by telling you about the underwear that I'm wearing. Okay. Listen, I'm wearing Chill Boys underwear. They are, for real, the softest fabric I've ever put on my loins is that of Chill Boys. They're made of bamboo. I always thought bamboo were like bamboo shoots that pandas eat, but apparently, I don't know, I guess you can break it down and turn it into a beautiful fabric that is so cool and so comfy. Now, when you say cool, you actually mean physically, temperature-wise, cool. Imagine this. When I put my underwear on. Oh, God. In the morning or every other morning. (laughs) As I pull them on, I feel the coolness of the fabric on my legs and my... Loins. Well, the cool thing about it, thank you for bringing your loins into this uh, broadcast today. Uh, The cool thing about it is that it's got a little bit of spandex in it with 95% of bamboo. So you get that comfort, the perfect fit. 
from what, what I hear. That's, that is, that's the God's honest truth. It's right where you need it. Chillboys.com. Go check them out. Chillboys, comfort where it counts. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. We're buddies. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Alrighty. Hey Steve. Hey, good morning, Donna. Grant's still here? Yeah. Nice. There is. Grant's my hero. I thought I had mice living in my car and he came out. <laughs> Came out to the car last Friday yeah. and did a thorough search. Yeah. We, Very thorough. We went every nook and cranny in that bad boy. And then when I got home last night, or on Friday night, Steve, you'll love this. I uh, didn't have time because I was doing a few shows on Friday. Busy day for me. And I got home and I took my jacket off and I put my hand in my pocket and there was a handful of Donna's acorns, or Donna's <laughs> mice's acorns in my pocket of my jacket. It happens. Yeah. So I got an email from Aaron who says, a couple of years ago I was relaxing in our big easy chair when a mouse crawled across the back of it and into my hair. Of course, I screamed like I was being murdered. All three of my kids were home in different rooms. Not one of them came to see what was going on. Proof, Mm. Donna's choice not to have worthless kids was the right one. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Erin. That's tragic. I like how you're being quasi-calm about this when it's almost like fully confirmed that you do have mice or squirrel. You have some, a rodent for sure. Not anymore. That is squatting on your car. Nope. I got peppermint all over the place. They're not going to want to come into my car. But again, so are you going to do the thing that you obviously should have done over the weekend? Get out, get all the acorns out. That's how, that's the only way to reliably test this. I will. No, we got, we got, we got mostly, I think I cleared most of them out of there. I think you did too. Yeah. That was, that was my goal. That's why I had a whole pocket full of Underneath, I have to go underneath this. Did you go underneath the seat? I did, but there was somewhere my hands, like you might, you can't really, I couldn't keep my hand. Yeah. Oh boy. And you're reaching your hand under there and then. I got Plunkett's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> They're going to lay down more. <laughs> They're going to napalm the car. I do keep thinking that every time I have the the heat on, that a little a little hand is going to come out of the vent. Thanks to Steve. Turn it down, please. Oh my God. Hey, she's got the heat heater. She's, doing, she's smoking these mice low and slow. <laughs> yep. I gotta brine them first. Okay. <laughs> All right. So gross. Good. All right. All right. Um, you have a study. I do have a study. Uh, this has to do with the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday night, my friends. More than uh, well, about twice as many people this year are going to watch the Super Bowl alone. Totally yeah, that alone. makes sense. That makes perfect sense, right? I guess. I mean, here in Minnesota. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The limit is 10 people for an indoor gathering. So you don't have to do it alone, but I suppose some people want to do it alone. And I don't know what the restrictions are in other states for indoor gatherings. But it's not like you have to watch it alone here. I gotta tell you, I, I do not want 10 people in my house. But would you like four? I would you know? do two extra people, but not, no. Mm-mm. Okay. No, we come this far, not going to blow it now. Okay. That's just Grant, me. That's are just you me. watching the uh, Super Bowl alone? Me? I pro- well, no, I'll probably watch it with one, maybe one other friend or so. My, you know, my girlfriend will watch it with me. We might have one friend over, but nothing crazy. Yeah, all of my sister and brother-in-law over, I presume. And it was last Super Bowl Sunday that I thought that I came down with, we all would like to think it was, everybody tries to post-date their illnesses before COVID as COVID. (laughs) It was bad though, Steve. What you and I I had was was really bad. It was really brutal. I know that. You're totally right. Like Steve Um, stayed out the entire week. He came mm -hmm. in on Monday and then was like, I'm out. No, I couldn't come in on Monday. We both were out on Monday. Oh, last minute too? Mm-hmm. No, you were in because didn't you cover me? I don't know. Did I? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, you no, did. I, I got sick. I stayed home. Then you you pieced out after that. And then I know I was going to try to come back at the end of the week, like on Thursday or Friday. I forget what it was. And then one of the bosses, TV or radio, I forget, was like, why don't you just, instead of like coming in and doing, trying to end the week, why don't you just get fully better and non-contagious from whatever it is? Yeah, it laid me down. And I remember we had people over for the Super Bowl, which is why this comes to mind. And I felt a little bit off before the game, just like a little like achy sort of. And then I remember I went and fell asleep with uh, Dev upstairs, laying him down to go to bed. I fell asleep for probably like 30 or 40 minutes, came down. And then it just felt so terrible. And I was sitting at a table with people trying to act like I was engaged in the conversation. And by the time the final person left, I was just so happy that they were gone and felt so crappy. I mean, it was such a lousy experience, the whole thing. And there were so many fun people that we had over. It should have been such a fun night. And you were sick, too, same time. Yes, Queen. I I really thought I was going to die in the middle of the night. No. Yeah. I, I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't get sick like yeah. this. I get colds. I don't get fevers, you know, yes. and I was like nauseous and thought oh, yeah. I was going to, I was texting my roomie because I was alone at my cabin oh. and I'm like, let's just check on each other in the morning to make sure we're both alive. Cause he gave me whatever I had. Yeah. It started with him. Yeah. He was the reason. Jason. Then I think I gave it to you. I think you gave it to me. Anyway. We used to work together. Remember that? Used to. I remember that. Diet face is a thing, okay? Just want to throw this in there. According to a new study, it happens when losing weight causes the skin on the face to sag. Like, you lose weight so quickly that you look older. And your eyes appear sunken. Your jowls get heavier. So doctors are saying this is particularly true for middle-aged people who lose weight. So... What you want to do is lose weight gradually rather than drastically. It's a thing. Diet face. Oh. I, uh, let me see if this is the clip. There was a woman on TikTok 
who was like, here's what losing weight actually looks like. She had lost like 160 pounds, something crazy. Oh, sure. And she's like dancing. She has like a black shirt on and jeans on. And then she lifts up the bottom of her shirt. And then just these rolls of skin fall out. And she was like, I'm just learning to laugh about it. And she's waiting on getting like a skin removal surgery. Like a surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a whole thing. Anyway, good talk, guys. Hey, uh, Money Monday. All right, I'm take I was off. sent in. No, no, no. Stick around for All this. Right. I was sent an article by I am Grant over the weekend, and it's really interesting. You remember that GameStop stock yes. kerfuffle last week? Well, somebody's loaded as a result. I'll tell you about it next. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> monkeys. Everybody did it, man. It's good here in your little. Flesh mitts clapping together, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good one, Steve. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy it's Donna and Steve than most people have money for. So, so Money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Hi everyone. You know, uh, shout out to I Am Grant sent me an article over the weekend from CelebrityNetworth.com all about that GameStop stock mayhem that happened last week on Wall Street where a Reddit thread essentially pushed up the price of Reddit from like double, it was like around $15, pushed it up to the high 400s, making some people tons of money, losing uh, a hedge fund or two in New York City, billions of dollars. 13.1 billion was the registered loss at one point. Anyway, you think everybody has this uh this FOMO when something like that happens. Anytime you hear about a stock that skyrockets, it's like, oh man, what if we would have been in on that? A hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. What would have happened? Let me read to you from Celebrity Net Worth as we talk about the topic of money and lots of it. You probably heard a little bit about the insane stock market gains being experienced by GameStop this week. Uh, if some haven't heard about it, the long story sh- of the short is that a bunch of those regular traders got together on that Reddit forum, basically conspired to send share prices of a few companies to the moon. Now, one of those companies, GameStop, uh, the stock was $4 a year ago. It was around $8 in September. Ten days ago, it was around $40. Yesterday, Friday's trading was at $346. (laughs) So, if you managed to buy 1,000 shares when it was trading at $8, now that'd be $8,000, your account on Friday would have been worth $340,000. That would have been great. Now, imagine how it would feel if you bought not 1,000 shares, not 10,000 shares, not 100,000 shares, but 9 million shares back in September at $8. Ryan Cohen does not have to imagine that feeling. Let me continue reading. Who is this Ryan Cohen guy? A decade ago, Ryan co-founded the online pet food toy company, Chewy.com. Hmm. He and his co-founder were rejected by a bunch of venture capitalist firms, finally got $15 million in capital in 2013, in 2016, Chewy.com raised $230 more million. They ended up doing $900 million in revenue. And in 2017... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chewy... Uh, let's, let's go forward to later in 2017. Chewy was acquired by PetSmart for $3.35 billion. Wow. 
Pets, PetSmart, by the way, took Chewy public in 2019. It has a market cap of $43 billion, meaning the company is worth just insane amounts of money. So Cohen, this guy that we're talking about, Ryan Cohen, who got all this GameStop stock, he cashed out from Chewy.com several hundred million dollars. That's what he got. Well, what he ended up doing was uh, in August of 2020, this guy was forced to make an SEC filing because he had bought into a third company. He said he was going to put the majority of his fortune into Apple and Wells Fargo, but there was a third company out there as well. And the SEC, the suits, said, hey, dude, you need to tell people about this because he had put in all of these shares to GameStop. And his his position, having purchased that many shares of GameStop stock, caused the government to say, wait a second, is there anything shady going on here that we don't know about? So he spent an average of $8 per share to acquire that stake, Wow, which is about 10% of the company. So get this. In total, Ryan Cohen spent $76 million piecing together 9 million shares of GameStop stock back in September. In November, this guy posts a letter to GameStop's board of directors blasting the company's performance, just like you guys need to be doing better. At the time, the company's share price was about 10 bucks. Five years earlier, GameStop's stock had been at $30, so it had really seen better times and come down. Well, then all of this happens. Uh, long story short, when it got to its highest peak last week, GameStop stock went to $483 a share. Oh my now, it's a gosh. fluid situation. But this guy, Ryan Cohen, his uh, 9 million shares of GameStop that cost him $76 million to acquire at one point last week was worth $4.3 billion. <gasps> all right. Wow, that's now amazing. even when it goes down, GameStop they ended Thursday at 193. They went back up on Friday. Still, even at 193, his stake in the company is worth 1.74 billion. Holy moly! It's let's do what we've done the past few days here. Right. Let's get a quick uh, GameStop um, stock okay. price update: 248 dollars. So he's at over two billion dollars still on oh. 76 million. And it's and, and if you're thinking like the billion is kind of close because he's already at seventy six million, mm-hmm. remember you have to get to a hundred million, then two hundred million, then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine before uh, you get to your first billion. Every yes, right. I That's mean, a it's a lot of money. It's uh, <laughs> I just it just feels like an M and a B aren't that far, but they're that's a lot more money. Just because they share the alien, exactly seventy six million and four point three billion are just so far apart. Holy crap. Something like Isn't a that something? 1,700% return, I think is what I read, or something like that. It went, yeah, when mm-hmm. it went to $1.4 billion, you got roughly 1,700% return. And I'll admit, I thought of it. I was like, what if, what if, what if you had like a thousand bucks that you could just throw at it, that you put a, you know, on it at the right time? You're going to see a lot more people who are trying to get involved in these meme stocks, which is what they're calling them. And then there are a lot more people are going to be on Reddit. Uh, Robinhood, the trading app, they had the most downloads they've ever had uh, last week. And so there's, it's just changing. The, the landscape is changing. And if you have a little bit of money on the side, it's tough not to want to go to the thread and be like, right. all right, boys, what's our next one?
Because if you could make a hundred grand, it just feels uh, like cheating. I know, but it's it. I know, but if it's not, it's not. It's not. Are you gonna? Are you gonna take the bait? No, not. I don't think so. Do you trade? Do you do stuff like like I have a I have a friend. I don't know if he still does it. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but you know, would watch the market every day and just like do trades on his phone just be like do 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 all right i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna sell that yeah it's dangerous. i did it i did it for a little while when i um was at my last job we had a slow stretch and there was a guy who worked in it named steve incidentally who started doing some penny stocks so then we started looking at penny stocks and a penny stock is just a really cheap stock but it will it's not unlikely like for instance if you get a penny stock and you buy in at let's say a penny mm-hmm. one cent all that stock needs to do is go to two cents, and you've doubled your money. Right. And if you have a crazy day, which penny stocks do, they go up and they go down and really have dramatic swings. Yeah. If you have a crazy day, and it goes up to 24 cents for whatever reason, you've now multiplied your $1,000 by all, 24. Right. It's all about that growth, that level of growth. Yeah. So it's, it is interesting. You know, if you could set aside a little bit of whatever, you know, money you have to invest, just to play around. I once read an article where a guy said, look, do all your 401k stuff that your work tells you to do. Do all that jazz, but save, have five or 10% on the side that is just for the moonshot. You're just, I'm rolling the dice here. And if I lose the money, then I lose that money. But if I hit, we hit. And that's what a lot of these Reddit users, they're paying off student loans. They're paying off home mortgages. It sounds like, honestly, it sounds like like a gambling Gambling? addiction. Absolutely. Some people would say that, you know, what Reddit did last week was they peeled back the curtain and said that, look, there's market manipulation happens all the time. I mean, you just got a lot of people going to a stock and then the stock price goes up. But usually it's the white collar folks who yes. have access to the information and then help the rich, the hedge fund members right. to get richer. Right. Or just some, they said, why don't we all just team up? Right. I heard silver was their next play. And mm. I have a bunch of silver. Oh, do you? What? Yes. I invested in silver years ago when it was down to like almost 10 bucks. This was back after the first recession. And I have a lot of silver. I read that this morning on the wall street journal and I'm very excited. Silver surges as Reddit army targets, precious metals. Uh, <laughs> it has an eight year high right now. Uh, it was up seven percent the other day, which in a day it was twenty-seven. You know, was the spot chunk. price? I think this morning twenty-seven dollars an ounce, and I bought in at like eleven. Oh, yeah. so you guys Grant. are watching stock market? Yeah, yeah. you gotta watch the stock what? market. Oh, you know? Oh, you gotta watch it. What are you going to like a website every day? Yeah, you go to anywhere. I mean, just type in stock market. Go to thestreet.com is a nice uh, website. Great site. Yep. I remember I met I met a uh, college professor after I graduated, and I went and uh, talked to them in his office, and I said. Why do you have the stocks up behind you? And he said, well, if it's a green arrow, then I know that I made money that day. And if it's a red arrow, I know that I didn't. And he was talking about his his retirement money, which was all tied up essentially just in index funds, which however the market does, that's how that fund does. So a lot of people do it that way. But um, yeah, it's, it's fun to track. I think I'm going to start just snooping around with some of these Reddit things just to see. Because if you could make something pop, the trouble is having the capital, the money to invest, that you're okay losing, that yep. won't make you puke at the end of the day or the end of the month <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. lost. Figure okay. out what that money is. Got it. Yeah. Because it'll bounce back, right? You it hope. It could, maybe. Or GameStop goes out of business and the stock barrels out at zero. You never know. Yep.
All right. That concludes Luck Money Monday. Luck be a lady tonight. Nice job, by the way, breaking yeah, that down, Steve. He's great. That was a, no, listen, guys, well I'm reading articles. I mean, I, I enjoy this stuff, but I don't want to fake like I'm any smarter than I am. Grant, thank you. You sent me the article. I found it to be a fascinating but you're, uh, read of these fortunes fast found. You have the understanding yes. to like mm. relay the information. Down. Yeah, where mm. I'd be like, I am reading this. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm there. I'm, what, what was your term from Friday? I'm, I don't remember. I'm there, oh, right. I am here for it. I am here for it. Oh, the yeah. stock market is going crazy, and I am here for it. <laughs> Noise. Oh, man. All right. Uh, when we come back on the Donna and Steve show, uh, Steve's got a few things to look forward to in February. Also, what do you consider to be the most annoying sound? That is actually our Facebook question for today. And we'll get to some of your responses coming up next on My Talk. Whatever time Me O'Clock takes place, your favorite My Talk shows are here and waiting for you. Grab and go your favorite show at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. On my talk 1071 everything entertainment steve just had an epic money monday and we forgot to mention that i am grant had uh come across this story a local story about a Stillwater 20 year old guy who made a lot of money off of that gamestop stock right and he used his money for good he um he sent a bunch of um what do you call them the Switch? Nintendo Switches? Yes, and a bunch of games to uh, one of our local hospitals. How fantastic is that? That's great. 20 let's years old. Sh- yeah. Let's give him a shout-out. What's his name? Ah, shoot. I just uh, had it. Come on, man. Somebody tell me. Here's his name coming right up. Bob. Thank you for being here. Hunter Khan. Uh, right? Yeah. Hunter Khan. Way to go, Hunter. And he wants to, um, he doesn't want to work on Wall Street in finance um, when he uh, graduates. He wants to uh, build spaceships for Elon Musk. (laughs) Awesome, though. I know, it's very cool. That's great. Good for him. Way to go, Hunter Khan. Good dude, man. Shout out. Um, I got four things to look forward to in February. In sports. Super Bowl 55 okay. between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers happening this Sunday. Also, the Daytona uh, 500 is coming up on February 14th, Valentine's Days. How many Southern Valentine's Days will be ruined because of that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 On television, the new Silence of the Lambs spinoff. Clarice hits CBS next Thursday. No, thank you. The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy all return next Sunday after their mid-season break. And Last Week Tonight with John Oliver returns the same day. Oh, and Peacock's Punky Brewster reboot 
lands on February 25th. <laughs> February. February. That's, that's the wrong pronunciation, right? We can all agree it's not February, it's February. But what in the heck is it doing there then? I know, but theater, theatre, right? But, but well... <laughs> <laughs> to the theatre. Uh, award season gets going this month with the Golden Globes nominations coming out on Wednesday. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Kind of. I like, I like the Not Globes. A ton of, yeah, me too. That's but... going to be a lot of you know streaming stuff. The ceremony is set for February 28th. Mm. And finally, the holidays. Of course, Black History Month kicks off today. Oh, Valentine's true. Day coming out on the fourteenth. Coming out in limited theaters on the fourteenth. <laughs> not a movie, although it was a movie. But this is not a movie that was, we're just talking about the holiday. Uh, Groundhog Day is tomorrow. The Chinese New Year is on the twelfth. Let me now be the first to say to our Chinese listener Jing Lai, who hey, listens Jing. from China, China, Happy Chinese New Year. President's Day is on the fifteenth. Mardi Gras. Is on the 16th. I wonder what's going to happen there. Probably not. Nothing. Mardi Gras. Yeah. I don't know. I bet there's a lot of like rebels that are going to sure. be like, I've got beads. <laughs> no one's there. Just oh, throwing them boy. in the streets. Right? <laughs> Ma'am, you've, you've been topless for a month down here. No yeah. one's coming. Can you get off the balcony, please? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? The place inside. You can't, she can't even get in from the balcony. It's closed. The whole place is closed. Oh, right. She's stuck on the balcony. <laughs> She just doesn't have any more clothes. Ash Wednesday is on the 17th, and the uh, Jewish holiday Purim is on the 25th. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Um, We asked the Facebook question today, what sound annoys you the most? What sound do you just hate? And I would like to start with Mary. Mary? Mary? (laughs) She says... Any non-voice sounds from mouths? <laughs> Mine is February. <laughs> She's talking to you, Steve, by the way. I know. Uh, chirping smoke alarms? Oh, that's a good one. Great one. Yes. And the, it's always in the middle of the night. And you never know which one it is, because you've got 20 of them, and you can't track it down. And just yeah. every time you change a battery, it's still, it's still alive. No matter and how hard you try to kill it. Smoke alarm. Didn't just chirp. The whole thing went off a couple of months ago, back in September. Oh, my word. Middle of the night. Beep. And that hurts the dog's ears, Beep. by the way. It was the day before we got the dog. Wow, you're lucky. I remember that. We need to stop hardwiring these things. Can't we just have a battery, put it in, stick it on the ceiling or wherever you want to stick it? Oh, no, they're interconnected, though. So that, like that way you don't come up from the basement watching a movie and then you're like, oh, boy, the kitchen's gone. They have to talk to each other, Donna. Why? Why does it so have that, to? Why do we have to have wires? You can just have it. What? What are you presenting here? I am presenting you, a non-wired anything alarm-like. Can't why, you just have a battery? Why does it have to be wired? Let's figure that out. We're creating flying cars. We can't figure this out? I don't understand how the smoke alarm is failing you right now. Because the solution you're suggesting doesn't get rid of the chirp. I think it does. You're suggesting batteries, not wires. Wouldn't just, wires be a backup? Yeah, we don't want that. Let's get rid of the wires. <laughs> we just, just want to be notified if our house is burning down, Donna. 
So it's going to chirp every few years. Just change the damn batteries. <laughs> Don't reroute how we do smoke alarms. And you're here like a psychopath. And you you don't even want them talking to each other? You live alone. This is of the utmost importance for you. You could be in the basement below the basement and not know that the rest <laughs> of your estate is on fire. Estate. Can't you do non-hardwired smoke alarms? What do you think the hard wire is doing, though? I'm confused here. I don't know. I think it's hurting my ears. <laughs> no, it has there's to alert you. There's battery-operated detectors that can be placed whenever it needs. Then there's the so-called hardwired smoke alarms that are connected to the home's electrical wiring system. Isn't there a way? But what advantage? If because I came you and... can't get it to stop until you pull the wires apart. You no, could you... take the battery out, and it'll yep. still be like, Burp! and you're like, you got to be kidding me right now. I can't kill it. No, I think you you might not just be pushing. There's a button that you have to push. When you take the batteries out, there's sometimes a button to sleep the alarm, to snooze that alarm while you fix the problem. We need to make it easier. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, I blew up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. That was know. a good one. Whoever, Mary, was that Mary? No, who was that? I don't know. Yeah, thanks one. for starting a fight over here, Mary. It was Jennifer. It was a uh, typical Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer again. Dentist drill, says oh. Annie. Nail clipping. Ew, that's so gross. Somebody else said nail filing. That doesn't bother me. Chewing in general, hearing people chew. Mm. Mm. Says, dogs licking, that's good. Yeah, dogs licking themselves when you're trying to fall asleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so disgusting. And it's like, <laughs> so stop. My mm. dog has ruined my entire couch. The entire couch has to be replaced because he Why? he's licked it to death. Mine does he's the same thing. It's all like faded. It's like a salt lick for him. Yes. yes. And he ruins the texture of the couch. It's all damaged. I'm, I don't know what to do. I thought my dog was like, a, like I, you know, the window. I, I just, I thought my dog was the only dog that licked the no, couch. No, they have that disease that people have where they want to eat their couch. Yeah. That's, that's it, right? <laughs> Jason Matheson chimed in and said, B. Arthur starting a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slurping soup or any liquid, Ugh. gum popping, people humming tuneless tunes. Boy, Andrea's <laughs> giving me a threat. ASMR, Steve, I actually stopped listening to LoJ because they would randomly do it. So unnecessary crinkling of chip bags, oh, yeah. not okay. She's threatening to walk if I keep doing it. Yeah. Mm, makes me want to do it. Don't mm. do it, Steve. Don't do it. We got to go. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next, so uh, stay tuned for them, followed by Lo J. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 9. Bye. Bye.